Duke's mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Duke's is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Duke's. It's got twang. The Beer Guys Radio Show. Proud to partner with Atlanta Brew Box. The experience of Georgia craft breweries with every box. Online at theatlbox.com. Proudly broadcasting from the AM 920 studios in Buckhead, Atlanta. It's the Beer Guys Radio Show. The only radio show in the South dedicated to art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. I'm Aaron. I'm Tim. And we've got a great special edition of the Beer Guys Radio Show today, don't we? We are at a very cool place, Aaron. Absolutely. One of my favorite places here in the uh, city of Atlanta, or Decatur, or the metro Atlanta area, I guess I should say. Because we are actually at the Brickstore Pub here in Decatur. One of the iconic beer bars in the city, and we are here with a couple of special guests uh, for us today. Dave Blanchard and Ryan Skinner. Of course, Dave is the co-founder of the Brick Store, and Ryan is the beer manager, so we're actually very privileged to have you guys with us. So thanks for coming uh, to the show with us today. Great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. So we're going to do a little bit of a special show today. Like I said, we're not going to uh, kind of skip some of the news and just talk a little bit about all things Brick Store over the next, uh, for, uh, next hour or so. But first... It's time to drink some beer. How about that? That sounds great to me. So, now, Ryan, you brought me a beer just before we went on the air here, and this is a little local love, a little Georgia beer. Uh, why don't you tell the folks what I'm enjoying here? To tell them a little bit about this beer. Yeah, in your hand you have uh, Creature Comfort's Bebo Pilsner. Uh, we definitely like to offer a lighter option here at the pub for individuals. Uh, when they come in, they don't always want a, a big, large Belgian beer. Yeah, it's a little bit of a start for us, I guess. Yeah, Maybe we'll get to those Belgians a little bit later in the show, right? Yeah, yeah. we have plenty of so, beer, so we can find something that you want later on. Excellent, sure. that sounds great. So yeah, if you're good. running around and need something to sit down, cool down, refresh with, this is a good beer to do. For it, sure, right? yeah. It's an easy drinking beer. Uh, it's a it's a great variation of, of the style. Pilsers are, are, are much more diverse than I think people think. Um, they aren't just Bud Light and, and Miller Lights mm-hmm. anymore. Um, there's a lot of craft brewers that are focusing on the style, and I'm actually excited about it because I really dig the style. So and these, are good, these are good ones that uh, I call them gateway beers. For sure. You know, yeah. someone yeah. who does drink those macro lagers, you know, those are sure. something that may be watered down, you know, just uh, mm-hmm. the, the beer. You, you come over to this, it's not offensive. You know, it's not got the hops in your face. It has that same profile there, but a little more flavor, a little more oomph to it to, that may encourage someone to come over and try some more craft sure. beers. Yeah, those, so. those both, beer, both the beers that you have, uh, Bebo from Creature Converts and Service Rally Point, um, probably taste more like what beer used to taste like mm-hmm. before um, you know the, the big conglomerates took a hold of it and watered it down and, and made it for the masses. So they're great beers, they're easy beers, they're easy to drink, they're beers that I prefer to drink. Um, I like easy beers. When I get off of work, I don't want to drink a, a big, massive stout. I prefer something a little bit lighter. So that's kind of why I chose it for you guys, especially since you just sat in traffic for so long. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Fun stuff. Fun Atlanta traffic trying to get here. That's always a fun time. So, uh, so yeah, so those are the Truck and Tap beers of the week. Now, uh, Dave, what are you drinking? You've got a Belgian, it looks like. Uh, Is I that do. Right? I've got a St. Bernardus Pirate, um, which uh, was opened by accident. 
<laughs> so I hate when that happens. Owner that I am, I decided to not put it to waste. Happy accident. And I actually haven't had one in a minute. And man, is it mm, real good? It's delicious. Yeah, delicious. Well, you know, we've got to actually, you know, kind of pimp our stuff here. So uh, we're actually here on the on the radio, of course, uh, every day at, or every Saturday. I wish it was every day. Every day, one to two p.m. on AM nine twenty. The answer. Also on beerguysradio.com. Twitter handle is at beerguysradio. We're on Untapped Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and even we have our own phone number. 678-861-8AL if you want to get That's a hold of us. Stuff. That is so. fancy stuff. We, we like to be line. ubiquitous. That's like every social media outlet in the world. That is. We yeah, try. We're on, we're, we're on MySpace still. You know, still, we still MySpace. Yeah, you search Alta Vista and try and find us. Yeah. Ask Jeeves. We're on that, too. You might be the only two human beings <laughs> still it. on that's MySpace. It. So, yeah. But we message each other. We're though. both in each other's top eight spaces there. So, yeah. So that's good. Well, I feel old now that we just said that. So speaking of that, since we're talking to social media and that, where can folks connect with Brickstore Pub? I believe you guys are out there as well. Facebook, yeah, our handles website, are the same. So. Um, Facebook would be Brickstore Pub. Twitter and uh, Instagram are at Brickstore Pub. Uh, we have we've done a, we've made a really concerted effort over the last year to become more active on social media. I think we've done pretty good job at it. We've, we've mm-hmm. definitely gained a lot of followers, and I think there's more to come with that. We've talked a lot about it recently about uh, becoming more relevant and doing doing a couple more cool things with it. So that's our handle, and uh, more to come. Follow us. It's it's pretty cool stuff. Awesome. There. And uh, now we're upstairs uh, here at the Brickstore Pub. Now, of course, you've got the main floor downstairs, the main front of the house. Uh, upstairs, though, is a little bit different. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, this upstairs concept here at the sure. Brickstore? Yeah. <clears throat> well, this this was the brainchild of the, the beer law passing back in 2004, which got our, our pop cat, our cat popped. Mm-hmm. Not cat. <laughs> uh, and um, at the time, you know, when we, when we had opened, we were doing a lot with beer. And uh, we, we had sort of made a name for ourselves as the beer destination in town. And it was mainly more at that time more about what we weren't selling than what we were. You know, we opened up not selling any macro lagers and not doing pitchers of beer and not doing frozen pints. And really making a concerted effort to serve beer properly. And, uh, and so we, you know, for the first, I guess, uh, about seven years we were open, that's what we did. And we really became the beer place in Atlanta. And when uh, Georgian for, for World Class Beer, which I was a big part of, uh, got the law changed, we realized we needed more room for more beer. And serendipitously enough, uh, the space we're sitting in now uh, used to be the upstairs of the restaurant below us called Sweet Melissa. Oh, yeah. Um, which coincidentally is owned by our landlord. So... Uh, he didn't use this space very much and for years had said, you know, if we wanted it, it was available. And we never really thought we needed it until we got that law changed. At that point, we were like, man, we just got this law changed, which is what everybody wanted forever. And now what are we going to do? We don't have nearly enough room downstairs for yeah. beer. So we uh, ended up uh, expanding into this space, adding a bottle cooler, which... Holds uh, about 120 bottle beers, and then we added uh, eight draft lines. And at that time, I don't know if you guys were back in 2004, but um, it really preceded uh, the American explosion that we've seen in the last few years. And at that at that time, it still very much was an import game. And especially yeah. when that law changed, Belgian beers were all the rage. Mm-hmm. And um, there, there was so much Belgian beer that flooded the market. 
And so when we expanded up into here, this only became the Belgian bar um, when we realized how much Belgian beer there was. And so we were like, man, what are we going to do? And I was like, all right, well, let's just throw all the Belgian beer upstairs, and then downstairs can just be everything else. And uh, it really worked out well. Um, it's a great space. Um, it really feels like a basement. Yeah. But we're upstairs, so it's kind of a, a funky uh, juxtaposition the way that works out. Um, but I love the space. It's great. And no. I think that's the cool thing about the brick store is you have this up here, and then downstairs is a completely different kind of feel. So whatever kind of mood you're in, it's sort of we've got something to fit your mood. Yeah, if you haven't been up to the to the Belgian bar, it's uh, <clears throat> there's nooks. You know, it's, it's low ceilings, uh, very interesting old signs on the wall, exposed brick, natural wood. It's a, it's very cozy feeling. You know, you want to hang out here. You want to have a beer. You know, hang out, talk to your friends, and that. For so sure, it's that's very comfortable. That's always so, been our our main. Yeah, yeah it reminds me of some place like you'd want to hang out. Like when I was in college, you know, kind of the dark and, sure. uh, you know, kind of a relaxed environment. It's not that crazy right. bar, bar atmosphere. Thing. That Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's what I've always liked about this brick store pub area is that, uh, again, it's not like your traditional woohoo kind of bar, you right. know, where you got crazy. It's relaxed. That's like right. you said, you don't serve pitchers. Yeah. Have a pint of beer. Like have the a- TVs. It was a, it was a big it was a big decision we made back at that time too, yeah. when we first opened. No Budweiser, no TVs. People were like, really, man? Sure, you, you sure you're doing a, a bar right here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Especially in Decatur where there wasn't a whole lot going on down here. But we had come from Athens, me and my two partners, and we uh, we, we had our fill of the college bar uh, mentality, and it's just something we were not really into. And what we were into is, like, really cool places that, that where you could get a proper pint pour. Yeah. Now, speaking of okay. that, Dave, you talked about the, the law change. Right. And it, what was it? It was 6% before and then to 14 that's right. that we've right. got now. So you started the bar seven years before the law change. Yeah. So that, uh, in, in that kind of environment at the time, a true beer bar wasn't a big thing, especially not in Georgia. That's right. You know? And you t- even the places that did serve craft beer, a lot of them you were still getting it in the bottles or that's right. or, a, or a chilled pint glass. Well, but. really, it was, like I said, it was it was the import game. I mean, we were a huge, like, Borstander account and Pilsner Gale account and Palaner. Um, I mean, I'm, some some of them are escaping me now, but... But a lot of the big uh, English breweries as well, too. Sure. And those types yeah, of things. it was yeah. definitely English and German dominated. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, it really, I think we really made, uh, we really found that, that niche in what we weren't serving. I mean, it, it was a pretty significant thing that we chose not to sell Budweiser in general or Miller products in general. And, and what do you mean you don't have pitchers? And can, mm-hmm. you, can, you, can you chill that pint glass? What is this all about kind of thing? <laughs> it's and like, so, no, you can't do that. Yeah, That's so right. that, that was sort of the thing that, that I think separated brick store at the time and then when the beer law changed everything changed right. yeah yeah well cool well, dave we're going to talk a little bit more about that maybe about the education of, of your customer and about the revitalization that uh, you've been a part of here sure. in downtown decatur That's coming right. up in the next uh, break here so it. again stick with us right now you're listening to the beer guys radio show we'll be back right after this want more beer guys follow tim and aaron on twitter at beer guys radio facebook instagram and online beerguysradio.com the beer guys are back after this. Well, 
It's Aaron and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock is always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy. They have 12 of them. Bottles, too. Not sure what to drink? All of their beer service are Cicerone certified. And if you got someone who isn't a beer fan, not to worry. Truck and Tap carries wine, mixed drinks, and even handcrafted sodas. As for the truck part, well, that's when it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta-area food trucks daily. That way, you're getting a different menu every day. Check it out. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. This is Tim and Aaron from the Beer Guys, and here's the deal. You've got that one friend, you know, that one you can never shop for. He's got all that cool stuff. Yeah, that guy. Well, we found something that they don't have, but they're going to want. The Atlanta Brew Box is a Georgia craft beer experience to go. Each box contains tour passes, a t-shirt, and a bunch of other swag from our local breweries. It's fully customizable, and starting at only 40 bucks, it's a great gift idea. It's unique, it's fun, and it is Atlanta. Head to BeerGuysRadio.com, click the link on the right-hand side of our webpage, and that's that will get you there. It's the Atlanta Brew Box, the Georgia Craft Experience in a box. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. I'm Tim Dennis. And I'm Aaron Williams. And we are here with uh, Ryan Skinner and Dave Blanchard of Brick Store Pub. Again, guys, thank you so much for chatting with us today. It's great to be here. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. So we want to talk a little bit about kind of the, the, the roots of Brick Store Pub. We've covered it a little bit. But uh, one thing, uh, there, there wasn't a whole lot here, Dave, when you started Brick Store, correct? And, and here is in Indicator. Decatur area. Uh, yeah, that, that's true. Um, the city had just finished doing a whole streetscape project right before the olympics came which was 96 so um the city had a, a grand plan to revitalize the town back in the 70s um uh, decatur used to be or actually before the 70s um decatur was a great little town yeah uh the biggest controversy around here for the last whatever 40 years was when marta came in and ripped up the town square and put a marta station right in the middle of it and then decatur went right in the crapper for the next whatever 30 years wow. or so. yeah and uh <clears throat> and, and there it's at for a long time and uh the city really made a conscious effort and got the infrastructure to come in widen sidewalks put in street lamps and trees and benches and everything before they even attracted like their first business they were just sort of getting the place set up because they knew being the county seat that the potential was there and yeah. Atlanta needed right. something like it and not only that having colleges close by oh totally Emory and Agnes sure. Scott and the CDC I mean it's sitting right in the middle of, of everything and not just everything yeah. like well, money too right. <laughs> you know sure. there's a lot of people with money that live with, you know really close by so we just sort of lucked into it um, uh, I had I had moved to Atlanta from Athens to start working uh, with Martha's Ville Brewing Company which okay. was the first uh, microbrewery that got started up after that law changed back in 92 and um, kind of my job was to drive all around Atlanta to, you know, sell Martha's Ville beers. And I kept finding myself coming back to Decatur because it was the, it seemed to be the closest thing to Athens that I found. And I had I'd really missed Athens when I left. And uh, Decatur just was kind of cool. You know, Eddie's Attic was here. Uh, Twain's had just opened, which I subsequently met my first wife. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, there was a little place called Church Street Coffee. And all these places were owned by like 20-somethings. And uh, there was this, this really good energy going on. And we ended up uh, coming down here and working during the Olympics. And while we were working here, we were looking around. This was me and one of my business partners. We are like, man, this Decatur might be the, the place to set up shop. And uh, sure enough, uh, the Olympics uh, came through town. We worked and, and saw what Decatur could feasibly be. And we said, all right, man, this is it. 
And this building that we are in is exactly the kind of building we were looking for. We wanted an old, you know, early 1900s style building with a lot of character, wood floors and brick walls and and uh, it just was available, and we got it for a song and set up shop and you know, for not a lot of money. And what was great in those early days is since there was nothing in Decatur at the time, we had such a long grace period to like get our craft together, yeah. like our kitchen and our systems and everything. You know, nowadays when a restaurant opens up in Atlanta, you better or any major, so you've got, uh, you've got about three weeks mm-hmm. to get that together. We had a People good, are demanding these we days. Had, we had about now. three or four months. I think we had, you know, like paper wrap sandwiches for the first mm-hmm. month and a half is our menu. Um, but it's anyway, it's, Wonder Bread on those sandwiches. I think right? we were a little bit better than that. Yeah, okay. I think we actually, I think we had rye bread. Wow. Oh, the upgraded. Wow. Yeah. Fancy. Um, but at, at any rate, uh, Decatur really was nothing. But what was great is uh, since we did come in and we did do a really, I would say, uh, the first big renovation to one of these old buildings, one of these old storefronts, uh, this, the people that were living here really... We really, like, laid our roots at that point, and there was so many people that were just so happy to have something, let alone a place sure. that uh, offered what we were offering, and they, every, we just, people just seemed to buy into it. And at that point on, we were just kind of able to do our own thing, and if we wanted to put a crazy beer on, people trusted us that it would be good. Yeah. Was and there a lot of kind of educating the consumer at that time about the It kind of was. I mean, the, you know, the good thing is, you know, we just talked about Agnes Scott and Emory and CDC. I mean... Uh, the, uh, these people that were kind of our, our, our original guests um, kind of were open to new things. And if they wanted a Budweiser and we had a Vorsteiner, we were like, man, we don't have Budweiser, but try this. And they were like, oh, kind of like that Bebo Pills you're drinking. It's right. like, oh, I get it. That's good, too. And you kind of coincided with the kind of almost, I want to call it, the great migration of people coming to Atlanta in, in the mid-'90s. I graduated college in 95 in upstate New York and Ithaca, and I right. know a lot of my friends came to Atlanta for the Olympics and stayed there. So right. you were kind of in that nice sweet spot where young we people were, were we, starting to move in that We area. did, and we got in early, too, which was really nice because we did. We got a, you know, with this building and, the, and getting the relationship with our landlord, we just, you know, we probably have the best lease in <laughs> North America. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. I don't know. We got a, we got a great right? landlord. Yeah. It was just a, it's, a, it's a very. I, I don't want to say that. That's no. silly. But we it's you know we, we established a relationship with them, and it's very good. And we work together. And it's you know we, obviously we couldn't be happier being in Decatur. It's, I mean I I rarely leave Decatur, and if I do leave, I like as fast as I can get back here. I, yeah. I get back here. No, you live in there. You live in Avondale. Is that right? No, I live you in Decatur. In, you in Decatur? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this is live, work, play, right here, is. right? I'm about a seven-minute bike ride away, which nice. is really nice. Ryan, where do you live? <laughs> he lives in my neck of the woods. Further actually. than that, right? Yeah, sorry, I live a long, I didn't want to, I didn't long, want to long, long, long way yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. hey, we're talking about Dave Blanchard, the co-founder of the Brick Store Pub, and Ryan Skinner, the beer manager of Brick Store. Again, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, Ryan, this sounds like a good time to get you into the mix here a little bit. Uh, don't want Dave to hog the mic, right? I don't. I really Even though don't he is the to. boss. Yeah. He owns the place. He can talk as much as I guess that's Ryan's true. Ryan's the boss, I that's assure you. <laughs> so, Ryan, tell Ryan, us a little bit. Ryan's the beer manager, Aaron. Well, listen, he's a good man to know. And absolutely. And listen, I have a beer question for you, too. What about uh, educating the consumer? Uh, you know, like you said before, you've got a lot of guys that are, and gals that come in, maybe aren't used to the, the Belgians or used to anything more than the macro uh, loggers. What do you guys do as far as taking that approach to, to educate the consumer? I think for me what's the most unique thing about working here at the Brick Store and how really cool it is is that we have such a diverse mix of individuals that come in. We have the Uber Beer Nerd that I I can't educate. They know, and if I try to tell them, they're gonna, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna do they what they want to do, do anyway. Yeah, they're, they are their own entity, and, exactly. and and they're necessary, and they support us, and they're great. 
uh, the other, uh, I guess the other side of that spectrum would be the individuals that come in and ask for Bud Light, and we have that all the time. Um, the beers that you have are, are, are what we would offer them uh, as opposed to that. Uh, so there is education that goes along with that. For me, I would rather sit around with somebody that comes in and asks for a Bud Light as opposed to somebody that brings me the rarest beer in the world. The reason is is because we can actually talk about the product. It doesn't have to be... Um, it doesn't have to, you know, be a, be an ego contest. Um, Dissected, sure. Talk yeah, about IVs we can, and ABVs. And we can just talk about who owns that brewery and where that brewery is from. We know them. We know the people that own the breweries. We like them. We support them. The beer is friggin' great. It's made locally. They provide jobs for the economy. Why do you want to send your money, uh, you know, I mean, I'm from St. Louis, but why do you want to send your money to St. Louis and now wherever guess, the hell they uh, are, what, Belgium? Ho- and Holland now or Belgium. Wherever they are. Um, and th- all those beers have a time and place. Um, I, I still will have a Miller Lite every once in a while when I'm at a ball game because I feel like that's the time to do it. But to, in terms of educating uh, the guests here, yeah, we, we have a great opportunity to do a, a very diverse spectrum of individuals. And for me, it's, it's kind of up my alley. It's kind of an obsession for me, um, the education aspect of beer, uh, because I feel there's, there's still a lot that needs to be done. Beer is very popular right now, but the education is still kind of lagging on what it actually is. It's wide but shallow almost. Sure, yeah. There's a lot of people that are hoarding beer and and think that they know a lot about beer because they have really cool beer, and they do, and a lot of, and a lot of them do. But when you get the individuals, again, that come in that really don't know a lot, those are the fun ones. Those are the ones that you can really open their minds and, and open their eyes to, to, to what beer can be. And, again, exposing them to local, being able to provide your money to or give your money to somebody that might live down the street or lives in the next town is such a cool concept, and it applies not just to food but to beer now. Too. You know, speaking of that, Ryan, the, I know that you guys have seen it, Dave, over almost 20 years, the availability of local. I mean, mm-hmm. we've just had blown up even since I think I've, we've doubled or more since 2010 in Georgia. So, you know, it's not like you have to go somewhere else to get a good beer now. Not at you all. Know, if you're looking for a certain style, maybe even six years ago, you, you may not find that from a Georgia brewer. But now, almost any style you can want, you're going to find it. The, the, there's a Georgia company that, that brews it for you. you 100%. Know, the guy right down the street. So, 100%. We... Uh, just maybe maybe a month or two ago, Dave and I were looking at the uh, uh, our package cooler that we have downstairs, and we're wondering why so many beers sit for so long. And a lot of those breweries are so far away, and their beers are becoming, I don't want to say they're irrelevant because that's harsh, but they're just not as popular anymore. Um, people would li- rather have a local pale ale than a pale ale that's made in California. Yeah. That, that, there's nothing wrong with that beer. The beer's great. Um, but they want something that's a little more local. And so I, I just asked some of our distributors to, to bring some samples and to find out that just in our state, we can have pretty much any style of beer we want that's made year-round that's provided in a package and it's fantastic and and it's again it's great to be able to, to know the person that the money is going to um, it's a face and a name it's not some mythical person some right. you know person that is behind behind yeah, a curtain and, and we great. talk about you know small breweries like again creature comforts we know those guys just down the street now sure. and they're so popular you know good luck trying to find tropicalia or coca bunny you know in Kansas the sure. store they, they so had loud. a they had a beer release uh, a paradiso that's uh, that they've the that they released. Yeah. The yeah, that is so, fantastic, and it's so limited. There are shops that are limited to one can per person. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is, and that's a whole another level. Talking about you know, kind of where Georgia beers come. Sure. We've went from not having many options to having some good options to the point to where you talk about that Uber beer geek, the guy that chases yeah. and trades and does all that. You know, we have a brewery, uh, you know, uh, one brewery that's really high on that, and a couple that others are looking for that uh, that it really does. We see people looking at these beers outside of Georgia now. People yeah. looking for Georgia beer from outside of Georgia. So. For sure. 
What? I, I, and, and again, we were just talking about it uh, earlier. The there are so many good beers in our state right now that aren't on this Uber beer nerd radar. Yeah. Um, obviously, Creature Comforts has a lot of those beers, and they are worth they are they are worth the hype. They're great beers. Tropicali is fantastic beer. But there's other beers that aren't as well known either nationally or around that are just as fantastic. That if you if you don't tell people what they're drinking and you put a blindfold on them, they're not going to know. They're they're amazing yeah. beers. So there's a lot out there. So, Ryan, we got to take a quick break here. Let's talk about some of those other brewers people need to know back when we get back. So you're listening to Beer Guys Radio Show, and we will be right back. Sounds good. Hi, this is Jason Pellet, brewmaster at Orpheus Brewing. You're listening to Beer Guys Radio, Georgia Radio, for Georgia Beer. Hey, it's Aaron from the Beer Guys Radio Show. Do you like craft beer? Of course you do. Make sure to mark your calendars, buy your tickets, and prepare to spend April 2nd at Kennesaw's historic Depot Park. No fooling here, it's time for the 2016 Depot Park Beer Fest, sponsored by the Kennesaw Downtown Development Authority and the Atlanta Shriners. Starting at 1 p.m. on April 2nd, you'll get to sample hundreds of rare beers from across Georgia and the country. Help celebrate Kennesaw's own Burnt Hickory Brewery's fourth birthday with more than 40 of their unique beers on tap, some that will only be available at the Depot Park Beer Fest. Plus, rock music, great food, and we'll be broadcasting live from 1 to 2 p.m. It's a celebration of all things craft beer. The Depot Park Beer Fest, Saturday, April 2nd at Depot Park in Kennesaw. Get your tickets at Zorbia.com today. That's X-O-R-B-I-A.com. 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 You won't want to miss this. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show on AM 920, The Answer. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. I'm Tim Dennis. And I'm Aaron Williams. And we are here with a special Beer Guys Radio Show with the Brickstore Pub, Dave Blanchard, the co-founder, and Ryan Skinner, the beer manager. We were just uh, talking to Ryan about uh, some of the beers he's got here and, of course, some of the great local brews that have uh, been coming up over the past few years. Some of the more, well, I guess for lack of a better term, maybe overlooked local Georgia beers uh, that uh, that we have here. Can you tell us a little bit about more about some of the uh, some of the maybe overlooked beers that uh, people kind of miss sometimes? Uh, wow, where to start, yeah. I guess, is where it would be. I moved to Georgia four years ago and knew of Sweetwater, and I had had Wild Heaven's Ode to Mercy, and that was it. And that was because it was shipped to me from my uncle that lives here. Oh, you had some terrapin at that point, right? I had never tried terrapin oh, okay. ever in my entire long, now, now long, long, Coast, long, long, long life. I, uh, life. I did, yeah. I started in uh, in Phoenix is where I started with the beer nerd thing, then <laughs> okay. in St. Louis, which is a, is a great state beer law-wise. Yeah. Um, and then moved here. Right? Yeah, surprise. And then moved here. Um, there's, a, there's a ton of great beers. There's a ton of good breweries. There are ones that are gaining traction. Everyone knows Creature Comforts. We talked about that. Dave has uh, has a three taverns, uh, not on Ponce, in front of him, and I think you do as well, I do correct? as well, yeah. yes, absolutely. Um, I've got a jailhouse misdemeanor in front of me. Uh, I like pretty uh, uh, approachable, easy beers right now is, is what I'm drinking. So I'm anyway, it's American Amber Ale. I'm a combo breaker. You're not even side. close. Yeah. I know. T- Tim's double fisting Belgian, over here. So exactly. Yeah. Beers, so. Someone's got to get him an Uber. Mine's so. good, though. Tim so. has a Gowden Carlos Vandekaiser and also a Chimay Grand Reserve. So you are at the nice. complete opposite end of the spectrum there, brother. That Vandekaiser is unbelievable. Good. Dave, thanks for the recommendation. You're welcome, yeah. I haven't had this it. phenomenal beer. It's crazy good. Yeah, I'm sure you like that one. Local beers that a lot of people don't know about Again, let's talk about uh, the, the Three Taverns Nine on sure. Ponce. Um, we were actually we were actually talking uh, just during the break there about doing blind tests, and we do 
taste tests a lot around here, but we don't know what we're getting. And we do it. I do it outside of work. I do it here. Three taverns, not on ponds, and, and so many blind tests is outperforming big, huge national beers that everybody knows about, i.e., Pliny and, and things of that nature. Um, I think it's too hard. Scope and yeah. too hard. All those beers, right? Yeah. We did a, a, a month-long IPA blind tasting and. Uh, Nine on smoked all of them. It was pretty cool uh, to, to see something that's that is local that isn't nationally known, doesn't have that big cred that is just murder and everything. And Nine on Ponce was kind of a what if experiment beer that they took. Uh, yeah, you start Belgian so. and then you make it an American IPA, and it's yeah. just stellar. And Dave actually just handed it to me. It was like, when was the last, you know, that, have you tasted this beer? Yeah. Of course we have. But it was like, just try it again because it is that good. And yeah. every time you try, it, you're like, wow, it is that good. Yeah. And for it to be made a mile down the road, yeah. Um, from individuals that we know personally yeah, is what makes cool it so is, cool. Joran, the Belgian brewer that Brian hired, uh, Brian, one of my oldest best friends, um, <clears throat> hired Joran after meeting Peter Buchart uh, on a random trip to Atlanta. Uh, mentioned to Peter that he was looking for a Belgian brewer, and he said, well, how about my nephew? And so that process began, and next thing you know, uh, yeah, Brian's brewer, Joran, moved here from Belgium and became his brewer. And, you know, they really do want to be a kind of a Belgian-inspired brewery. Sure. And Joran is a very meticulous brewer and is very serious about what he does. And after being in the States now for probably two years now, has really developed this thing for this American beer culture. And... Brian was a little nervous to, to bring up bringing up uh, brewing an IPA with Yorn and Yorn was like, "Mom, my God, yeah, let's let's make the best one, let's make the best one." And they're mixing up both sides of that over there because they're getting. I mean, not on night on Ponce is amazing American IPA, but they did. Uh, I know some people heard the story. I'm sure you know Dave of uh, capturing the wire the wild eastern snowpocalypse. Oh and right, Inceptus. Uh, Inceptus, so. such so, a cool story. That's yeah. still the best beer that. I such think a will, cool story. That's going to be a hard beer to beat coming out of Georgia. Uh, out of the, we had it on draft. We've had it out of the bottle. It's 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 unfortunate because I mean there's only a certain amount that they can make. Uh, we popped a bottle I don't know three four months ago when we had the fellas in here and it was like your knees get weak a little bit. You're like wow you are as close as you're going to get to authentic Belgian lambic beer. And so it's really cool. And again they're a mile down the road. And, and, How three, neat ta- is that? and three taverns is cool in a way because they're almost uh, sort of a nice entry into the Belgian style of beers. You know <clears> the single <throat> intense and those a- types absolutely. of things. Absolutely sure. very approachable, but they have that Belgian style that kind of puts you uh, in the entry-level uh, category of getting to some of the big Belgians like what right. Tim is double-fisting right now. Right. So I won't, you know. I got it. I got say anything about double-fisting, but that's I good. Have it. I know you do. Which is why I'm back here on the controls <laughs> and you've got the mic and we're good. That's right. So, that's and that's right. We, we are pimping three taverns right now only because uh, they, they sort of are Decatur's Brewery sure. at the moment. I mean, there's another uh, little brewery called Blue Tarp, mm-hmm. which uh, is actually set up right next to three taverns. Really nice people. Um, the most organic, one of the most organic breweries you could go to. You know, it's just kind of a guy doing his thing, and uh, he's had some good success there too. And we're really hoping they come along as well. Just three taverns, just you know, they came out with all the bells and whistles. Uh, Wild Heaven, right up the street in Avondale. Yep. 
Twain's right down the other street the other way. Yeah, I mean, there's, I there's four breweries within a mile and a half and on one street. It's really cool. You know, we were talking about those intro beers. I went to Twain's uh, recently and had their mild, just, you know, uh, English mild. And such mm-hmm. a good beer, you know. That's uh, a lot of people forget, of beer. you know, the, the, the super hoppy IPAs and the super sour beers and, yeah. and all this become, are they're popular, they're Wait, trendy or whatever. But You, you couldn't be sitting man. across from two guys that <laughs> yeah, all they yeah. really want to drink right now is exactly what you're talking Dave about. Dave and I right. went with Todd, our general manager, this past summer to Sierra Nevada to visit the Mecca. And Dave and I sat there. I don't remember what Todd was drinking, but Dave and I sat there with a mild, and we immediately look at each other and like, oh, my God, this hat. We have to figure out a way to get this to pub. Right. And we're still strong-arming the rep, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Dean, Lance Dean, to get it here for us. But uh, that was, I think, out of the whole trip, we went to Wicked Weed, we went to Burial, unbelievable breweries. I mean, yeah. the best of the best that's being made in this this region. That mild is here in Nevada. It was probably one of the best beers I've ever had. So, yeah, you're sitting with two yeah. guys that like regular beer. Well, it's yeah. funny. Yeah, we're sitting here with the Brickstore Pub uh, folks. Uh, Dave Blanchard, of course, the co-founder of Brickstore, and Ryan Skinner, the beer manager. And, and it is interesting to see, and, and it's something that I've kind of noticed in the beer culture over the past, uh, you know, a few months that I've kind of been more involved with it, is that everyone seems to be chasing the quote-unquote whales. But there's something to be said about the average, everyday, good-drinking beer. You know, again, the, the, the Night on Ponce IPA or, or the everyday beers uh, that you can have, and they're fantastic. They're locally sourced, locally made. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Do you want to take that, Dave? Negative. You think that's up my <laughs> alley? Negative. That's you. That's Ryan. Question. I drink boring beer, as a lot of people will tell me. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, I guess for as long as I've been... Drinking me, beer, which here, isn't let, real. Let me, go and, let me, before you go any further, let me just talk about Ryan's accolades here real quick. He <laughs> sure. is a he is a uh, Cicerone level one. He took level his two. level two test. Look out, right? You're level waiting three to get the test. I oh, you took, took your level. I'm sorry, level two. Yeah, took his level three. He's waiting for the results. Uh, he's a certified beer judge. Um, has absolutely one of the best palates going. He, he loves whales. He loves sours. He loves huge barrel-aged beers. Don't get him wrong. Whatever he's getting ready to say, let him. (laughs) I don't want to offend anybody with this question. He's trying to act, oh, I just like the normal. No. Right. I mean, he he knows it all. He'll jump on the wells with everybody else, right? But I think what what, um, I'm hoping he's going to say, and I will say, is it's the uh, subtleties and the really well-made drinkable beers that sure once you have all those whales over and over in the business that we deal with day in and day out it's finding those really uh well-made easy drinking five percent beers mm-hmm. that just knock your socks off and that's i think that's kind of what we've been talking about that's almost been what we've been talking about other than you tim and these things you've hey, been drinking. I know. <laughs> What's this one? Look at these dark, rich Belgians I've got exactly. here. So. Yeah. Yeah. Which are fantastic, by the way. They are, for sure. So anyway, not to interrupt, I just didn't want you to sell yourself short on <laughs> your, your beer knowledge or your palate. Uh, well, thank you. Unnecessary, but I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I like, I like, I think for me, the beauty, the beauty of beer is in its simplicity. Uh, you don't need to cram everything in a barrel, although it's amazing. You don't need to. Um, beers that are are light and simple are you have nowhere to hide. 
So making a Helles lager or a Czech pills or a German pills is exponentially more difficult than making a 14% bourbon barrel-aged stout. It just is, because in a bourbon barrel-aged stout, you have nowhere to hide. You can't, or in a bourbon barrel-aged stout, you can hide so many different flaws you have in your beer, your process, or your ingredients. In a Hellas Lager, Czech Pills, there's nowhere to hide. Yeah. Um, and those beers, again, the beauty is the simplicity of the beer. And those are the beers that you can, when I get off of work, when I go home, those are the beers that are in my drinking beer fridge. I have two different beer fridges. <laughs> I have my, beer, my drinking beer fridge and my, my like cellar fridge, which I actually kind of came about from working here, uh, the 55-degree uh, fridge, which kind of cellar some of those beers at. But, yeah, for me, it's, it's the everyday beers. That's why I have an American Amber Ale in front of me. That's why I handed you local Pilsners. Because, and, and, and to boot, I really feel that the American palate is going to come back to that. I feel strongly about it. It's, it's, it's this ebb and flow of, of what individuals want. Um, they're going to come back to one of them. You know, that's people. And, and we've been and there. It's great. You know, it's and we've fun been to there. Do that so we've, we've definitely been there yeah absolutely well we're almost out of time for this segment so we're going to take a quick break right now you're listening to the beer guys radio show we'll be back right after this miss a show no problem get the beer guys radio show on demand on the am 920 the answer mobile app on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts this is Tim and Aaron from the Beer Guys, and here's the deal. You've got that one friend, you know, that one you can never shop for. He's got all that cool stuff. Yeah, that guy. Well, we've found something that they don't have, but they're going to want. The Atlanta Brew Box is a Georgia craft beer experience to go. Each box contains tour passes, a t-shirt, and a bunch of other swag from our local breweries. It's fully customizable, and starting at only 40 bucks, it's a great gift idea. It's unique, it's fun, and it is Atlanta. Head to BeerGuysRadio.com, click the link on the right-hand side of our webpage, and that will get you there. It's the Atlanta Brew Box, the Georgia Craft Experience in a box. It's Aaron and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock is always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy. They have 12 of them. Bottles, too. Not sure what to drink? All of their beer servers are Cicerone certified. And if you got someone who isn't a beer fan, not to worry. Truck and Tap carries wine, mixed drinks, and even handcrafted sodas. As for the truck part, well, that's when it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta-area food trucks daily. That way, you're getting a different menu every day. Check it out. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guy sent you. Georgia Radio for Georgia Beer. Now, back to the beer guys. And welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. I'm Aaron. I am Tim, and we are here talking to the guys from Brickstore Pub. We're talking to Ryan Skinner and Dave Blanchard, talking beer, talking to Cater, talking Georgia beer. Lots All of good stuff. stuff. So. Guys, we talked a lot about kind of where we are and where we've come. So where uh, where are things going for Brickstore Pot? Well, <clears throat> we it's probably pretty good timing. We're uh, this June we're going to be turning nineteen, and everybody uh, and it's greater it is that we're getting ready to turn nineteen. For whatever reason, no one really seems to care about nineteen. They're asking. So what are you guys going to be doing for your 20th anniversary? Well, that's right. anniversary? Yeah. I got to get there first. That's right. And uh, we got to thinking a couple months ago, and uh, so we, we have this really cool idea that we're, we're going to be doing. I'm uh, loosely calling it uh, 20 for 20, kind of a take on the whole ESPN 30 for 30 thing. But it's the idea is to um, we have uh, identified 20 breweries that we uh, are going to go and brew a collaborative beer with. Wow. And okay. for our 20 years. And um, in addition to doing that, and it's a lot of local breweries, it's a lot of southeastern brewery, uh, breweries, uh, some northeast breweries, 
and some Belgian breweries. And uh, so the idea, go brew a beer, and we are actually talking to a production company about um, actually coming along, filming the whole thing, documenting cool. it, and making a almost like a TV special out of it. It's Very actually cool. the... the well, I, I want to say who it is because we haven't confirmed anything, but it, it's a local production company that does uh, shows locally uh, on TV. Really hoping it works out. Um, I think it's a really cool story, and I think um, uh, for what we've done over the, the, the past bunch of years, I, I really want to do something kind of epic for this 20th anniversary. And, uh, you know, just over the years, we've developed so many good relationships. It just sort of makes sense that we would do something almost this epic so I really really hope it works out and we're, we're going to be finding out here in the next couple of weeks if, if that's all a go um, in addition to that so that's that's something for uh, everyone to get excited about I'm certainly excited about it it's a year uh, yeah, 20, 20, 20. 20 beers so 20 collaborations for sure so, yeah. I know <laughs> there might be some selfish <laughs> reasons for doing that too yeah, right yeah. Having, to, having to travel to all these oh, breweries to brew beers exhausting yeah. um, terrible but we have been doing some really cool things, and I, I will say part of, you, you know, we, we, we kind of have prided ourselves on being the beer place in not only Atlanta or Georgia or the southeast or even the nation, just from almost like a, uh, we, we just approach beer from a place that's like, how can we do it as good as we can do it? And um, this past weekend we did it, and Brian, maybe you want to talk about the Cellar Fest thing that we did last weekend and what we're doing now with the, the Cellar Flights yeah. and... Uh, we we never really stop uh, pushing what we're we're doing here. Tim, yeah, Tim and uh, posted a bunch of pictures on Instagram, and I just got jealous because of the Cellar Fest there, and I, you know, I yeah, was at a lacrosse game and I couldn't go, so lacrosse. I know. What are you going to do? So I'm interested in learning more about uh, Cellar Fest and how you guys came about with that. Sure. We sitting around discussing how we can expose people to the cellar. We have. Um, we have a ton of really amazing beer that's yeah. aged beautifully, and we want to expose it to people. Not because you want to make a boatload of money, but because you want people to enjoy it with us. It, it takes time and effort and, and, and the money to, to, to make these beers what they are, and we wanted to expose people to it. So we were trying to figure out ways to do that outside of just having a cellar menu that people get when they come in the pub. Uh, so we talked about having a festival that was only aged beer and how feasible it would be and whether we... We just whether we thought we could actually pull it off and we could do it, we decided to go for it, which is pretty cool. Dave kind of lets me go bonkers sometimes, and, and we decided we could do it. So I think we landed somewhere around a 1,000 beers, wow. different, or total beers, uh, different beers. I mean, I, I don't even know because it was kind of a grab bag. But, um, I mean, it was we, great. We, it was a great It was amazing. People who, because not a lot of people get a chance to try those. Or for they sure. may look on the cellar. Sure. I mean, some of the cellar choices can uh, be a little spendy. You know, you have the time to hold them and store them and keep yeah. them fresh. But, you know, at the, at the festival, I, I don't know exactly what the oldest was, but I know I remember seeing back to 2004 uh, on yeah. some beers. And, you know, these these old cellar beers, see how, and it's it's educational too, and Ryan, you can kind of speak to that with these, yeah, these cellar the, beers. The cool so. part about the cellar fest, too, for me, was doing all the work up front uh, myself and then two of the other previous beer managers had a chance to just walk around and talk to people talk about the beer the process of, of aging the beer um, so that's a, a, something where I think we're going to continue to do going forward to educate people uh, on cellar beer and expose people to the process we've just within the past week Dave had an idea to do some cellar flights where we actually offer flights of beer which is something we don't normally do but it gives individuals a chance to pay you know one lump sum 20 bucks they get to chase, uh, taste four different beers 
uh, the ones we we chose first were all 2007 Belgian beers. There's the sours, there's dark strongs, uh, which is pretty cool. It gives, it gives an individual uh, the opportunity to not just pick one for 20 bucks, but to try four. Yeah. Uh, and so far, it's like gangbusters. Uh, Dave and I were just talking before we started about how we're going to do this operation to make it work because we're, we're, we're selling a lot of them, which is a good problem to have. And you mentioned the seller menu. That's something that, that uh, a little secret tip there for some folks that may not know that. You know, when you come in, you're going to get the beer menu and the food menu. Uh, but if you want to see the, the seller menu, you have to ask for that. So The beer Bible. The beer Bible. The All beer the Bible. And, and it's really interesting trying cellar beers. You know, aging a beer can make a world of difference. The difference between just one or two years of aging, if you try the same beer, say, from 2007 to 2008, huge difference. It's really amazing. For someone who really hasn't uh, been experienced been exposed to that, uh, it's certainly something that they should try. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Even at, at the Cellar Fest, we had what, what are called, I guess, in the industry, verticals. We had different verticals of different beers. We had uh, uh, some vintage ale. Um, we had, uh, I think, we had uh, Yetis. We had an old 8, 9, ale. and 10 I Yeti. We had an 8, 9, and 10 old, yeah. st- old stock. So those those are always cool when you when you line them up next to each other to taste the nuanced differences between what aging can do is, is, is amazing. It's what can open your mind to what beer can be. Now, guys, we've talked a lot about beer here, as we do. You know, we enjoy drinking, talking about it and that. That so, is our job, I guess. You know, Aaron mentioned earlier I was I was double fist. And well, I've moved on now. to the okay. second fist right now. Uh, <laughs> this is awesome. I don't know what it Shemay is. Shemay Grand Reserve oh, yeah. on draft. It's That's like okay. one of you. You have... I think what 10 years ago would have been referred to as a whale. Maybe not so much yeah. now because we chase the American yeah, dream, right. but that beer is crazy. It's amazing. Phenomenal. It's a trendsetter. It's like where the bar yeah, is set. To, it's new to draft. It's it's new to draft, yeah. And we, yeah. when it became new to draft, um, I bought as much, <laughs> as many cases, well, Dave bought, I ordered as many cases yeah, as, as we could get. That's the way to do it. Dave bought, I ordered as many cases as we could get. So we're cellaring some uh, that we're going to try to use for, uh, speaking about future things for the pub as well, we're going to try to eventually do like a Trappist takeover up here where we pour eight different Trappist beers, uh, which is definitely a goal that that, that Dave kind of set forth that yeah, I'm going really to I'm going to make it happen. I'm bound to determine yeah. for it. But that beer anyway, right now that you're tasting is uh, it's a trendsetter. It's great. It's, it's what it should stuff. be. Sure. Yeah. Now, outside of beer, you guys have a pretty good food menu here, too. Some good stuff on there. One of my personal favorites is the raclette. I get that every time I come here. Oh, I get yeah. the fish and chips every so time. That's it's good stuff. But yeah. yeah, that's tried and true right there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's funny. We're we're 20 years in, and as much as we are known for our beer, we are still 51% food, which is pretty amazing if you can believe that. <clears throat> we never had any intention of selling as much food as we do, and the indication is when you walk downstairs and poke your head in the kitchen and see how big it is because yeah. it is tiny. It's a closet. And, uh, and always running back there. Every time is, they go man, back that way, it's, they're it's always cranking. jumping. It's cranking. And, our, and uh, my nephew uh, Wes and uh, Ryan Tittle have been running that kitchen now for a whole bunch of years. And, man, they just keep doing better and better, and the food is just is good. It really is uh, something that we, I don't think we get nearly enough cred for just because our, our beer, what we do beer-wise, just sort of steals the show. And it's a shame because they not only do they do a great job, they make really, really good food. They do. That's and, uh, everything I've had here I've enjoyed. And so. um, it really is. It, it, the, the food matches the beer every single day. So do you, is that something you kind of leave to them, you know, to your chef and the crew there? Or? Uh, yeah. I mean, they've been with us for a long time. Ryan is uh, kind of our head chef. He's been here for, I think, 12 years now. And uh, Wes uh, has been with us. Uh, I'm, I'm terrible with the years and time now, but... Uh, both of them together, they're they're the dream team, and they uh, they they work it with 
they just kill it. They yeah. kill it. Yeah. And uh, their features every day are amazing, and they, you know, consistency and, and everything we could ever want. I always try to ask my wife if we want to go to downtown Decatur so she can shop, but I always make sure that uh, you know, we need to stop at the brick store. That's my reward. For <laughs> right. You try and play it's it like you're being nice. Yeah. You want to go shopping? Exactly, sure. Go shopping. Just so. do a thing in Decatur. You like the yeah. big city. Oh, the brick store is there? Okay, I'll oh, stop in. So. How did that happen? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, guys, we're just about ready to wrap up uh, another show. Thank you so much for joining us today. A special edition of the Beer Guys Radio Show. It was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for having guys, me. Thanks, thanks very much. Appreciate yeah. it. Great work. Pleasure. Thanks for coming. Absolutely. And again, uh, we've got uh, lots of stuff on Facebook, Twitter, at Beer Guys Radio, beerguysradio.com, of course. Uh, call us on the AL line at 678-8618-AL. And, uh, Subscribe to our Facebook. newsletter, That's This right. Week in Georgia Beer. You do a so, great job of that. Since too, we had so. a special show this week, Aaron, uh, we didn't do our beer release in that. Check out our website because that info will be there for you. Yeah, every week we do it. This Week in Georgia Beer. It's awesome. So uh, great. Another great show in the books, Tim. Absolutely. That's right. We'll uh, see you next week. You listen to the Beer Guys Radio Show, and we will talk to you later. Thanks for listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Miss a show? All shows are on demand on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Tim and Aaron on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Beer Guys Radio. Call the AL line at 678-8618-AL. More Beer Guys coming up next week. Same time, same place, same tap. Till then, here's to you. Hey, it's Aaron from the Beer Guys Radio Show. Do you like craft beer? Of course you do. Make sure to mark your calendars, buy your tickets, and prepare to spend April 2nd at Kennesaw's historic Depot Park. No fooling here, it's time for the 2016 Depot Park Beer Fest, sponsored by the Kennesaw Downtown Development Authority and the Atlanta Shriners. Starting at 1 p.m. on April 2nd, you'll get to sample hundreds of rare beers from across Georgia and the country. Help celebrate Kennesaw's own Burnt Hickory Brewery's fourth birthday with more than 40 of their unique beers on tap, some that will only be available at the Depot Park Beer Fest. Plus, rock music, great food, and we'll be broadcasting live from 1 to 2 p.m. It's a celebration of all things craft beer. The Depot Park Beer Fest, Saturday, April 2nd at Depot Park in Kennesaw. Get your tickets at Zorbia.com today. That's X-O-R-B-I-A.com. 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 You won't want to miss this.